At age five, I sat in a darkened cinema, about to watch the second film I had ever seen in a cinema. The silence was suddenly broken by an explosive blast of brass and the title Star Wars receding into the depths of space. After a title crawl that made little sense to me, I was blown away by the size and sound of a Star Destroyer flying into frame over my head. I was hooked. To infinity and beyond! Flying in baseball? Yeah, who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. Elementary, my dear Watson. What's in the box? Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. But why male models? Why so serious? I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Well, nobody's perfect. Go ahead. Make my day. anniversary, the adventure of a lifetime returns to the big screen in a way you've never seen before. There'll be no one to stop us this time. Help me, Obi-Wan Kenobi. You're my only hope. With newly enhanced visual effects. They're coming in too fast! THX and digital sound. And a few new surprises. Hanabuki Bardonianda. On President's Day weekend, 1997, George Lucas and 20th Century Fox invite you to welcome back Luke Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, Darth Vader, Obi-Wan Kenobi, Chewbacca, C-3PO, and R2-D2. Finally, the motion picture event, the way it was meant to be experienced. This will be a day long remembered. As the entire Star Wars trilogy returns. On February 14th, Star Wars, followed soon after by The Empire Strikes Back. And then Return of the Jedi. Move closer! For a whole new generation who have yet to experience it on the big screen. And for everyone else to experience it again. Another. The Star Wars Trilogy Special Edition. See it again for the first time. The Force will be with you always. Welcome, everybody, to Pop Culture. I am Scott. And I am Jason. I have. What was the first movie you ever saw on the big screen? King Kong, the 70s. Oh, movie. God. <laughs> I don't know why I was <laughs> taken to that too. It's it was, pretty full of actually. It, it, um, I had nightmares. <laughs> I had dreamt I was in this building and King. Oh no, I was in the train. That's right, I was in the train and yeah, yeah, King yeah. Kong's picking up the train and I was in it. Who was the chicken that one? That was uh, 
off the top is it Faye Dunaway? No. No. Um, I can't remember off the top of my well, head. Really, I know that I've, um, I've now bogged down the situation. Jeff, Jeff Bridges. Jeff Bridges is the guy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't about King uh, Kong. Look, all right, she was very attractive, and oh, that was right, my memory of seeing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez, and this is our Star Wars this episode. <laughs> Okay, so you got to see it, obviously, 1977. Yes. Which is amazing. I don't know when I saw it. I don't remember. I don't have a memory of seeing Star Wars for the first time. It was just, like, a part of my DNA. Like, it was my brothers at the same age as you. Mm. They saw it at the cinema. (laughs) They had that. And then I was just probably exposed to it from birth. And I kind of... I don't have, like, a... That moment. I don't. Yeah, I don't have a time when Mm. it wasn't... You know, when I discovered it, it was just like Star Wars. It was just well, I have to say, it, it, it for a long period of time on television, it, you would have seen it at least twice a year, I reckon, mm. as a repeat. Well, we had film. them. My brother had recorded them. Oh yeah, I'm talking before the <laughs> videos were that. <laughs> that would yeah, just been on TV anyway. Yeah, but it's the moment. Yeah, video came around. Then I'm sure people saw it over and over again. But the thing was, it was always shown at the cinema as well. It never really died off. It sort of just come back, and you'd get to see the trilogies mm. um, for a long time. It was only really the '90s that that stopped. Um, yeah, it, lucky me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, I saw I saw a new hope in '97 uh, when they did the. Re-release, the oh, special yes, edition yeah. re-release. So I got to see it on the big screen then, but I didn't get to see Empire or Jedi. But I, I got to see, at least like as a kid, got to experience on the big screen, but I'd always been obsessed yeah. with it yeah. prior to that. And I remember my parents like lecturing me before we went in. They're like, every time something new comes on the screen, you are not allowed to yell. Yeah. Ah, look, it's... It's one of those things I've I've never sort of had a cultural experience where I was so well placed at age and time. Mm. Uh, other than that, uh, I can't equate any other film to it. It's it was an event because I had seen movies, but most of them would have been on television, and I'd seen King Kong as we just established, which was I guess fairly a big. Spectacle at the time in terms of special uh, yeah, effects, yeah, for sure. Like, yeah, things big, like that. So, De Laurentiis, big puppet, and yep. yeah. Um, but this one was just well, what's a complete <laughs> blow away, uh, particularly for a five year old, which you know, really, it was that five to ten year old age range that I'd say it's really meant for. It is originally, it, it is absolutely, and I think yeah. everyone involved in the film. I mean, we've, we could talk about like there's there's countless interviews. Go for your life, read books, whatever you want, mm. where they'll basically like, I'm in some dumb kids movie. Yeah, well, that's Alec Guinness's. <laughs> yeah, he was really. <laughs> um, but it it there was no denying how it shifted the way that you could see cinema and how it was an event beyond what had happened before like i was too young to see jaws come out so that's, yeah that, that was probably the only bigger event before star wars or the, the start of blockbuster yeah but this one was going to have a massive impact comparatively <laughs> like yeah. way beyond what jaws did and it all came down to what it was and it, this vision of George Lucas's 
it sounds like it changed a lot from what I've read and how different influences came in and moved it around. But the essential stuff that he was exploring at the beginning of his concept, I think, still sat in there. Mm. And I know that it was born of the idea of bringing a Flash Gordon-esque... A serial, sci-fi serial. Yeah. But he was mixing in a whole lot. So Star Wars in itself is not sci-fi. I yeah, okay, absolutely. So it's not I science have, fiction. I have people mention that. And it's always on like the top of best science fiction lists and things. Yeah, it's not. It's, it it it's probably everything but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 I think people are hung up on the like, oh, there's a spaceship. It's there's science technology. fiction. Yeah. So what happened here is we've got a mix of fantasy so we have knights. It's, 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 yes, we have wizards. We have wizards. Uh, we have a western. Yep. So we have, you know, the smugglers and, and gunslingers. gunslingers. Um, a princess. We have a samurai. Yeah, the, well, that's back to the fantasy, yeah. the princess. Yeah, we have sort of almost samurai in terms of the mystical nature of uh, things, yeah. of them being quite zen, if you want, yeah. in terms of ways of the force, this mystical aspect to it. It's a comedy. Mm-hmm. It's a war film because so we have an empire and we've got the rebels and, um, trying and a military to, force, a yeah. military might. And it's we're looking at all these vehicles that fight and they have battles that yep. you'd see in a war film. And in have, fact, the planes they have Star Wars. Yeah, and <laughs> um, it's a coming of age film. Yeah, yeah. And then it's a family drama, as you discover later. <laughs> yeah. Um, epic family drama, <laughs> but you don't realize that in the first one. No, and. You're watching this young young kid come good. Yeah. After being kind of... Well, that's that part yeah, of it. It's but then adventure. it's also Luke Skywalker's journey too to come of age and become a Jedi himself. Yeah. So you've got all of these things there. Um, and then it becomes romantic as well. So Absolutely. So sort you of get the romance aspects in there. At, at no point is it a realistic attempt or depiction of humanity existing in the future. Absolutely. Or a comment on technology. Or f- Yeah, no. It's Not in the slightest. You know, it's, it's it's literally once upon a time, <laughs> <laughs> exactly in a land far away. Yes, it was a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. That's right. It's right there up front. <laughs> so, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of people who wrote films or scripts at the time just went were blown away by the idea of why didn't we think of this yeah. <laughs> to mix all these genres into one piece yeah. and uh, it's that's the magic of Star Wars it's that's its bare bones is the mixture of genres to effect yeah and it's done very effectively we add these other layers to it and it takes it outside just that conceptual part and we could start looking at the revolutionary at the time special effects, which sort of came out yeah, in two thousand and one, the, the, the building of I, the yeah, the building of ILM and and, and uh, the use of models in the uh, bringing them together onto other celluloid film and so on, and using the cameras as the vehicles in the special effects and all of these yeah, sorts ca- of things, camera tracking and uh, all these yeah. things were invented. Yes, so we then get these amazing special effects which aren't just the visuals but also the sound effects, which are so visceral, it's amazing. What an Oscar. People, you know, the pew, pew, pew. 
sound. <laughs> that didn't exist. Yeah, it wasn't, really, yeah, it wasn't a thing we, before yeah, Star Wars. Yeah, the sound yeah, of a laser. Like, yeah, a laser. Yeah, I mean, it well, might have gone like sci-fi. Q, 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 but 57 would be like... Yeah, that's sort of like a buzz or a zap yeah. or something. And the, the striking of these high-tension wires yeah. to Pew. create yeah. what you hear is just so much more authentic sounding that you'd it just, go, yeah, it, it seems real. Um, can't be enough. Can't be said about the sound effects in this. It, it really made it obvious that sound in cinema is so important to push it up a level. Yeah, like just just to using sound to encapsulate the feel of a character. Like if Darth Vader walked into that corridor and yeah. wasn't breathing, can you imagine how like <laughs> how less effective it would have felt? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. No, that's true. And it's, and even just the weight of him walking. Yeah. You know, when you hear him walking, it's much heavier. Yeah. Than those around him. Like uh, stormtroopers sound like little light dancers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Compared to Darth Vader with a dunk, dunk, dunk. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's just quite amazing how it brought all that in together. And then you add this other layer, and this is John Williams. Yeah. Which, you know, I don't think anyone could imagine Star Wars without the music. Well, I remember there's an interview, I think it was with Spielberg and Lucas showed him a cut of the film and he was like, oh, I don't think it's very good. And then he watched the cut again with Williams' score and was like, this is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it was the same cut, just with and without music yeah. and how big a driver that score is for that film. Yeah. And um, all of the films. Yeah, so uh, just his... Ability to create a character with music and um, yeah, he, sort of create the. It's he's not, able to. He is. He is unlike any other composer able to wholly encapsulate the feeling of a film. Yes, with with music, like you you mm. cannot think about Jaws without thinking about. Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun. You can't think about Close Encounters without thinking about the dun, 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 dun. Indiana Jones. I could just go all day. <laughs> like <laughs> we were John talking Williams. about, even Home Alone. Yes, which is Harry Potter. Like <laughs> this, he has this just ability to, with just by hearing his music, conjure up every single vision of that film that you love. Mm. Yeah, like the power just, of his music the, yeah it's it's, it's you can't not think it's brilliant like no. it's it's he is there's no one like him there's no one else i could no other composer i could think of that is capable of doing what he does no well, superman like <laughs> yeah, <laughs> realizing all it's of like, them like like, like <laughs> how how hard have other composers tried to even come close to what he can do I don't and it know, just doesn't man. work no um, but it, and you know, oh, there don't, are get me, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying other composers are crap. <laughs> <laughs> no, there are other good composers out there. However, I don't it, mind a dash of Danny Elfman here yeah. or there, but it's not. It's no, not John Williams. No, he, his ability to create themes for whether it's the concept, whether it's a character, whether it's colouring the situation in terms of what's going on, or whether it's driving the action, or whether it's leaving it silent. He manipulates that so well and like uh, my best comparison of one which is the opposite to what i like is uh whoever composes the music for pirates of the caribbean like, hans zimmer that's it hans zimmer right so 
that is incessant music. It just goes and 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 goes. And it's almost like it's trying to make sure there's action happening constantly, even though it's probably not It's always rumbling in the background. Yeah. Yeah. But that is the opposite to what John Williams does. He really watches what's going on. He really throws musical inflections in where necessary. Yes. Not to the story. Just to do it. Yeah. And it's outstanding. I mean, he's a genius. I'm going to say that now. <laughs> he's, he's obviously a genius and it's um, way beyond what other people out there are doing. I mean, I'm sure there's probably other composers out there that we haven't who haven't had a chance to really do what they've got to do and haven't been given the vehicles that John Williams has been given. Uh, yeah, I mean... Uh, but, yeah, so ha- adding that to it is a whole other level. And then there's a the production design yeah. of Star Wars. Now, Star Wars isn't the slick... It's glossy, not Star Trek. <laughs> yeah, it, it was actually all really gritty vehicles that seemed to get stained and, 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 and broke down and, and like, seemingly <laughs> needed oil changes and things like that. Yeah. And yeah. apart uh, from kind of like the Empire stuff, but everyone else which was, looked a little glossier, yeah, you're yeah, because right, yeah. it's kind of like machine, mm. which is obviously very intentional, yes. Uh, but compared to like the Millennium Falcon, when you, he's like bashing on things <laughs> to make it work, and like we've all done that to our car, like <laughs> so just all of that, it just brings it all together, and then you know, uh, the actors in it definitely do their roles, it's, yeah. Well, there's um, a, there's a and that's the thing too, and I don't know whether it's sort of a, a precedent kind of set by or or, or a, a statement to the talent of, you know, Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher and Harrison Ford, but there's, like, there is Star Wars acting. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, like, like the way people talk is weird for starters. That's which right. Mark Hamill's talked endlessly about how <laughs> wordy and strange the script is and they kind of just had to go with it. But, like... It's not like watching other films, like that you like the way you watch kind of Star Trek and things like that. No. Not that I'm trying to compare that sci-fi sort of thing, but woo and like, <laughs> like it, it, that's probably the best way I can describe Star Wars acting is that they like <laughs> people yell and they people, go Yahoo, yeah, it, it's, and 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 it and it's great, like it, it works. But if you were to put that kind of style of acting in anything else, it would be like so <laughs> awful. <laughs> yeah. Um. There are array of creatures uh, and the oh, production design there as well. Puppets and puppets. And, oh, and I think that's Husk one of the droids. lasting things is uh, the use of traditional law, not traditional, but physical special effects. Yeah, uh, in camera. In camera. Well, in camera and puppetry, as you said. Yeah. So, yeah, in camera special effects, which. Yeah, on set, like the actors acting opposite uh, yeah. Anthony Daniels in a suit. Like That's right. So that all combined together made something that Magic. was unstoppable. <laughs> yeah, it's it's no wonder that it just blew everything else out of the water yeah. in history in terms of cinema because you you'd seen all parts of this before in different things and then all of a sudden it was brought together. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's the essence of Star Wars. That's what yeah makes. And I think one of the other essential items of Star Wars is there is this really sense of optimism and hope. It's sort of yeah. like there is a good and evil There concept. is no grey in... We'll talk about that later. Yeah. There's no grey in classic Star Wars. There are good guys, there are bad guys. Yeah. And but there is the... And it's the sense that potential good will win. 
potential to go either way, though. Yes, I think that's the grey. It's it's not not yeah, put yeah. as hero, heroes. Can, heroes can that. fall. That's it. Yeah. So there's still heroes and villains. They're still on the right or the wrong, but where they sit is tenuous, and they could go either way. Yes. And I think that's it. that's the only grey element in that early Star Wars concepts. Yeah. That's there. Not in the first film, but then it's explored from there on. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so we... we All right, so th- this is a huge thing too. <laughs> like, and obviously it's one of those things that is very important to both of us. I think that like it kind of... I don't know about you, but I'm like certainly like trying to like influence my children to, <laughs> you know what i mean like i i have star wars shirts i have toys i have star wars lego all around my house i have the books i have the and not all of it's great but i can't not love it yeah yeah i, I i've got them more as a sort of nostalgic collection thing yeah he's uh, scott's just looking at the BB-8 cup <laughs> that he drank his coffee out of. Um, they're sort of nostalgic for me, but it doesn't quite take me back to that five-year-old because it, it's so hard to express the impact of that. Yeah. And if anything, what Star Wars did for me was it influenced me, my interest in film, Um interest in special effects yeah and making models like i had a dream for a long time of doing the models of special effects films and things like that so i really love that concept and i'd still probably try and attempt it yeah um because it was just so entrancing seeing these vehicles that look so real yeah and um just and really nicely designed and and they 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 seem authentic as spaceships. Yeah. Um, a lot of the designs are borrowed from things, so you know, obviously they're going to get some of them from what already exists, but then others are totally alien but seem like they're possible, it's like fine. a TIE fighter, for yeah. instance. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> it just makes sense. Yeah, so, um, yeah, that impact on me is I've got this nostalgic thing. of it, It's really a major part of my childhood Yeah, is Star Wars because... I remember waiting for uh, like Empire Strikes Back was a bit of a, a sudden. Oh, they're making another one. Yeah. We like, wow. Okay. Wow. <laughs> but then Return of the Jedi was like, now we're really when's waiting coming, to find out coming? what the hell's happening. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. You that was the difference between a cliffhanger the most and tense <laughs> wait for a film mm. I've ever had. It was just like uh, I haven't had anything close, except when they said they were going to make a prequel. And, um, so I, I really got excited. So we're far, we're going to fast forward now to well, not fast forward, but that that sort of shows how much it affected me. Okay, so you know, I, I really it was my world as a childhood. Yeah, and it was probably a lot of people my age would have had their world as their childhood. Yeah, absolutely. Been Star Wars, and you know, I. I've lost all my figures. I don't have all the ones that I got originally, unfortunately. <laughs> no, all the mine are gone. I, I still have the ships, though. I, I kept my ships. I played with them. That was the problem. <laughs> <laughs> you lived and experienced them. <laughs> I didn't keep no, them you in had blister fun. packs. That's, what, that's, that's all that matters. Yes. Well, that's the thing. All my figures are gone. Because I had. They, they, I mean, they were re-releasing them in the 90s and stuff. Mm. Like, when I was a kid, they... Um, it, it still was a kind of 
ended in the with Return of the Jedi, and it was sort of this like, oh, how do we keep this? Yeah, you know, how do we keep the cash train rolling? Yeah. And they released Power of the Force figures, which were the figures that I had when I was a kid, which were these kind of like they're kind of odd looking now, but at the time I'm like, I've got Darth Vader and I've got Luke and I've got Han, and they did the ships again. So I had Next Wing and I had Tie Fighter and I had the mm. Falcon, and I've still got the ships, but I don't know where the people are. Yeah. <laughs> My son's playing with them now, and he's like, Daddy, where are the people? I'm like, <laughs> No idea. Um, and then um, they started releasing the kind of um, books and things to kind of keep the story going because they weren't going to make more films. I guess, you know, you're going to see Han and Luke and stuff running around yeah. yet. And <laughs> and then like um, Shadows of the Empire, the video game came out and it was huge and they had a book tie-in and mm. toys tied into that video game and it, like it, it kept relevant through those yep. those years and then yeah like toward you know I was nine years old when they announced or well, when Phantom Menace came yep. out so then it was like a whole other <laughs> I had toys that were current <laughs> for, a, for a, you know, I, had, I had Darth Maul's lightsaber like they had st- like st- like I was finally like you know I was not I was prime nine years old yes yeah that's and that, age, that was yeah. my yeah that would have been my 77 yep yeah. yeah, for sure. So we've got this original trilogy. Yes. And when we talk about Star Wars, it's really sitting in three blocks and then another separation yeah. from that. So the original trilogy, it like I said, that for me was Star Wars. That was the closed final Yeah, yeah it's a story. story and and it, it resolved itself. It... Resolved itself, tied well. up its loose ends. Um, we'll talk about individual films a bit later in yeah. terms of that. But as a trilogy, you can see that the first film, A New Hope, didn't really expect to move on to yeah, the others, it, it could other have been than a, Darth Vader not surviving, being, surviving. And that was the only thing that gave you an indication that they could continue. It, yeah. it was sort of an odd thing too. I have to remember, it like I, when I first off. saw it, I went, "Oh, they didn't beat the bad guy. They didn't get him." Yeah. <laughs> What, where, where's he going to? What? How's? Is he going to die in space? Is he going <laughs> to suffocate? <laughs> like, like, I, yeah, yeah. I couldn't cons- well, yeah, reconcile. Well, yeah, well, that. also because like bad guys get beaten. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it was just sort of an odd end. And for me, as a kid, like five year old, who's probably watched lots of westerns and things on television, and which it emulates a lot. And, oh yeah. Um. So I was just there going, that's that seems weird. And then. Empire comes out and that really made Star Wars have this gravity to it that it didn't really have in that first film. Yeah. Well, it's the it's the, the, the drama really one. brought out into it and it, as a trilogy we get a really nice enclosed story that results. Yeah, you can kind of sit with those three films and be like I don't really need anything else. Absolutely. And you know, sometimes I just get this feeling that I wish it had been. Mm. <laughs> I yeah. Um, at other times, yeah. I'm sort of I want that nostalgia back, and yeah. uh, and 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 I do call it nostalgia because we're talking about a kid's view on the world. And yeah. Well, it's a, it's that it's and it's it's such a warm and fun and safe feeling with Star Wars that like you want that over and over again and. Don't get me. They get real close. Sometimes we'll talk about. Yeah. And other times, 
not so much. But and as much as I'm kind of like, ah, oh, that you know, we'll talk about individuals later. But I'm like, oh, that one sucked. That that one was crap. Blah blah blah. I'll keep eating it because it's Star Wars. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like. <laughs> I like chocolate. Doesn't matter if it's a little bit bitter, this chocolate. <laughs> you know what but I yeah, like chocolate. You get what I mean? Like, it's like, okay, well, that one wasn't as nutritious, but, you know, or, you know, that cheeseburger had, you know, a little bit too much ketchup, but it was still a cheeseburger. So I'm going to have another one in the hope that that next that, one's going to be better. That next cheeseburger is going to be like that first cheeseburger I had. And, and whether it's, uh, you know, us being utterly mad, it's like, I'll keep lining up and I will keep buying shit and I will keep... <laughs> I just bought a new Star Wars book last week because it uh, came out. Oh, there you go. All right. You're probably more a fan than me, <sighs> I have to say, at this point because I wouldn't be going to get the books. Well, this one sounds really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like the cheeseburger <laughs> argument that you just made. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so... There was... Um, you know, that would have been one of my favourite... The favourite trilogy... Of mine at the yeah. time, and leading into the nineties and so on, and then obviously they released the fact that they're going to make a Darth Vader origin uh, yep, movie, yep. and that just made me go, "Wow, that's great! That's a great How idea." How old were you in? Oh God, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just work it out. I was five and seventy-seven. Hey, 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 hey! If any of you have listened to our Back to the Future episode, you're going to know that math is not my choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, what year? I don't even know what year the Phantom Menace came out. 99. Okay, so I would have been uh, 27. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So you were a grizzled ancient going into... <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was actually... I went in very optimistically. Yeah. Like uh, the poster, the teaser poster of the young Anakin with the Darth Vader shadow was awesome and it really did what it was supposed to do and made that foreshadowing literally of Darth Vader mm. and I was just going, yeah, wow, this is, this is going to be really interesting and worth it. Like, great. Yeah. Um, then watched all these prequels and you know, I'll talk about individual films as we said a bit later. Yep. They just... They didn't have that same spirit and no. then they didn't have the same acting that the others had. Mm. And, yeah. and it's an interesting thing is that I can I can say earlier Star Wars acting, yes. <laughs> Even though there's elements of that and it's, like I said, Star Wars acting is not like normal acting. No, it it still feels wrong. Yeah. So, and it, it just felt laboured. Like, as in, the whole prequel was too heavy. It felt, yeah, yeah right? It, it was And I think, like, what, a nine-year-old me goes into Phantom Menace and I left and I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and then as an adult sitting down to watch Phantom Menace, I'm like, taxation on the trade routes? What the hell does that even mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, where's the rebels of the, the Empire? Yeah. And uh, Yeah, you're right. It yeah. just, it's, it's, like, I mean, I guess it's sort of more of a political tale, but that's not really what I signed up for. Yeah, uh, I think it could be the writing at that point set it too early or it just seemed it wasn't about Darth Vader really. No. Especially the beginning of that, that prequel. Yeah, no. I mean, ultimately it is, but, 
and I think that's what's missing from that whole prequel trilogy is the story arc of Darth Vader doesn't work. Mm. It doesn't. It's not convincing. It's not. Oh, to to get from A to B. Yeah, to who he becomes, and it, it's sort of like it needed more there to yeah, push it's him not, into it's not that meaty way. enough, and it's. Yeah, so, I mean, we can talk about individual films later, but it's, as a whole, doesn't hold up. You know, it's, if anything, the only one that seems to have the arc is Obi-Wan Kenobi to lead where he leads <laughs> yeah, to, which yeah, seems yeah, to make, make sense. sense. And goes where he goes, and it, it I can accept that part of it. Mm. Um, but the rest is really hard to swallow. Some of it, yeah. Like I said, I'll still watch it because it's, Star Wars, hmm. but there are yeah there are like like some of them. We'll talk about the movies later, as we keep saying. Yeah. But some of it is just like, oh, I'll just end so I can get to New Hope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <they're laughs> so that's the prequels. Then I <laughs> then hear that they're making sequels, mm. so to speak, or. The next trilogy, we should call it, that come after. So when was oh, two thousand and f- probably announced in like two thousand and twelve, thirteen, something around now, there. I have to admit, I got excited again, and the reason was J.J. Abrams was the one doing it. Yep, who and, I think is and great. And after I saw Super Eight and the way that he replicated Spielberg and yeah, yeah good, like, did, really did it good so thing. well. I was just going. Oh, he's going to do this well. He's going to treat it well. And Star Trek, he the Star did a great film. job. So he had this history of really being able to replicate and get the essence of what those things were that he's referencing yeah. or remaking. And so I went, okay, this this could work. And then, of course, we know that Harrison Ford's there because that was one of the first previews. Is you see that? Well, well, they they announced that yeah, they were all coming back. They're all coming back, and you're going, okay, this. That, I feel like I'm home again, well, as, the in thing. the words of... Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because you were like, okay, it's, it's, the, it's the people that I fell in love with yes. are going to be in this one. Yep. Not the characters that I don't care about. No. It's the people that I had three films to care about are yeah. going to be back. Yeah. So, it suffered <laughs> dramatically... From the fact that I don't think there was a story. No, all that they was needed really to do figured out. was to pull out a chalkboard <laughs> and be like, "This is where it starts. <laughs> this is where it ends. How do we get there?" Yes. And they just were like, "No, no, 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 no." We'll leave that up to someone else on the next one and the next one. And it, and we talked about this on our Mandalorian episode. You said it best. You said Star Wars works when it's simple. I don't need a plot twist about every single thing. I don't need to like have some mystery about where Luke's lightsaber came from and you literally dangle threads and then just be like, nah, don't need it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> don't do that to me. <laughs> like, there's so much, I mean, as much as I like Force Awakens, there's so much shit that they tried to set up that they were just then just like, nah, yeah, forget don't about worry it. about I'm it. I'm going to make my own film. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll talk about the movies. Yeah. But um, it they overcomplicated it, and Absolutely. it did not need to be overcomplicated. Yes. There didn't need to be mystery, which was the same with the prequels. Yeah, like it, 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 the prequels 
I think, are probably a little more genuine in the Star Wars concept yeah. than these latest ones. The prequel, the prequel suffer from this like exploration of politics and stuff, but at the same time, it's 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 not. Yeah, I know who the Emperor is. Yeah, it's not they, like they suffered another thing as well. Which we'll get to that <laughs> but they did, they didn't feel bogged down in this sense of like needing to create a mystery that you yeah. then had no intention of solving. Yeah, well, so yeah, it. it I think the sequels trilogy, or whatever you've got to call it, the episodes seven and nine. Um, they're all destroyed by not having that through yeah, point. Yeah, um, I think it starts promisingly. I yeah, yep. we'll, so we'll talk I'll about say that. We'll talk about it in but a bit. it doesn't really. It, well, it's forced into a position where it can't resolve that well. Yes, and that, that's the way I see it. Yeah, so it doesn't have that same magic consistently. Mm. I'm not going to say it doesn't have it. No, there are there are definitely. Yeah, there's, there's, Moments. It's closer to the feeling, but I feel like it, it almost feels like more of a slap in the face than the prequel <laughs> trilogy. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. I don't know. Well, like, I, like, I think with the prequel trilogy, it's, it wasn't quite what I expected, but I still got what I kind of wanted in yeah, a way. There yeah. were, you know, there were elements of like what I, and we'll talk about the movies. Well, I think we need to move on. I think on we really need movies. to talk about the freaking movies. Yeah. Um, hey guys, Scott here, and thank you so much for listening to part one of our Star Wars special. So this was originally meant to be a two-part episode. However, in the recording of part one, Jason and I very quickly realised that all we can do is talk about Star Wars, and we could do that for days and days and days and days and days. So part one ended up being absolutely massive. So we're splitting part one into two episodes, and then when we record part three, that'll be part three, and then it kind of all worked out because we're like, oh, at least we get to do like a Star Wars trilogy. Isn't that funny? Aren't we clever? Ha 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 ha. So this is the end of part one. Part two will be next week, where we will go through every single Star Wars film individually and rank them between the pair of us. It's pretty funny. And um, yeah, so I hope you enjoy it. Anyway, we will catch you guys next week with Star Wars Part 2. Culture is produced by and recorded by Jason Eddy and Scott Souter. The clip for this week's show was the trailer for the Star Wars Special Edition trilogy from 1997, and the song at the end was the main theme of Star Wars by John Williams. If you'd like to leave us a review, guys, you can jump onto Apple Podcasts. We'd be really grateful. Uh, it helps us expand the show and reach new listeners. If you want to find us on socials, we're available at Facebook at facebook.com forward slash popculturepod or on Twitter at popcultureau.